0: The blast from our past network.
1: Talking Back.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking Back. I'm your host, Tim. With me is co-host, Dean. And this week we're covering another issue... Of the comic book series, What If? Yes. Uh, now, we have covered issue one way back on a previous episode. Long time ago. Yeah. Do you even know what episode that was on?
1: I don't know the episode number. I can remember recording it, though. Yeah, like same- I remember. I remember doing it, but I don't because I think I was at your place. I don't remember actually the number, though. It was early, though, I think.
0: I had to go searching for it because I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I clearly remember doing it, yeah. But it wasn't just. Well, I, at first I thought it was just an episode of What If, and then I couldn't find that anywhere. No, and then I thought, oh, I knew okay. that. we did it on we did it on Patreon, and I went th- over there, and there's nothing over there, and I'm like, where the hell is this thing? Yeah, and it turns out it was on episode 140 where we did our Spider Man four pack.
1: Oh, it was part of the Spider-Man 4-Pack. Four- okay, because I thought that. I thought it was part of a 4-Pack, but I couldn't figure out what 4-Pack it would have been a part of. That makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, so Spider-Man was in that issue yeah. uh, heavily with uh, the Fantastic Four. So that's where it was. So hey, nice. anyone listening, go back, check out episode 140, the Spider-Man 4-Pack, and you can hear us review the first issue of What If. But today, it's issue number two. Yeah. You see what we're doing there? Going to Going in order. Going in order. <laughs> going in order.
1: Already bought the whole volume, so we're just <laughs> going with the stuff we've already paid for.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> Only way to get number one was to buy the volume with a whole bunch the of whole The whole volume. Yep. Yes. We're going to get our money's worth here.
1: <laughs> we're going to walk through these one at a time. Yeah.
0: All 400 of them. <laughs> Shut no, it. just kidding. I don't even know how many are in that volume. I
1: have multiple volumes, but... Yeah, I don't know either. I didn't check.
0: We're doing it because they're so damn fun. Oh, That's yeah. why. No other reason. Sure. Now, uh, Disney just released uh, recently their second season of the What If um, animated series, which fucking rules. I just love those. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just fun to get back into this comic book series. One yeah, for sure. that I loved as a child.
1: It makes sense. I mean, there's area to explore here into all these different types of stories. I mean, you brought to this podcast before that we would talk about what if something else happened in a movie or a comic. And so obviously it's a cool idea to like explore in your mind. So I like this is just a great, uh, a great thing for us to cover is this run.
0: Yeah, like back in the day when I was reading them, it felt like the rules were being broken, and, yeah, I, for and I liked it. It was like a cool yeah. vibe that they could kind of do whatever they wanted. It's fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Now, this issue was released all the way back in 1977, the same year that the rings of Uranus were discovered. Wow. The Apple II computer was released, and fiber optic cable is first used.
1: Wow, cool. Yeah. How about that? That That's great information. One year before you were on this planet. Correct. So
0: those are three things that were not quite as interesting as what if number two. (laughs) True. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Now, I'm just going to jump right into it.
1: Great. Because I'm
0: so excited to talk comics and, and what if. Yep. Unless you have anything further you'd like to add before we get started.
1: How, uh, the only how thing are you I doing? Would... Have I asked that the the yet? Only... How, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. The only thing I would like to add um, before we get into it is that I had the same reaction to this one that I feel like I had to the first one, which was the first couple pages. I was just like, okay, I mean, I guess this is fine that you're doing this in a comic, but... I don't know. It seems like a waste of time. But then by the end, they're just hitting you with page after page after page of amazing stuff.
0: Yeah, they build up a pretty elaborate story, and then they just yeah. pay it off big time. Yeah, uh, It definitely seems like they have a bit of a formula after reading one and after reading two. So, yeah, it's exciting. An exciting it formula. It is, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, it is.
0: So the issue starts off with the typical 70s version of Hulk. He's being attacked by the police and is wondering why everyone can't just leave him alone. Of course, the classic, the classic Hulk. That's the classic like old comic yeah. book Hulk. It's obviously much yeah. different in the Marvel movies, but that's what you can expect back in the day. It's the police, it's the army. He breaks things not really on yeah. purpose. He's just so no. powerful and th- they're all out to get him. He just wants to be left alone. So They shoot him with a Trank, but it can't penetrate Hulk's skin. Then the comic tells us at the bottom what Trank means. It means tranquilizer. Oh, is that what it meant? Oh, because I had no idea what it meant. So... This made me remember how much I've missed the condescending nature of 70s comic book writers.
1: Yes, exactly. And they hit you with it right away. So that's exactly the <laughs> moment for me. I was like, oh, yeah. They just te- they just think you're a total idiot reading this. Yeah. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah. Now, Hulk has had enough
0: of the police trying to hurt him. And he leaps away. One giant leap. And he's at the top of a mountain. And there he says, Hulk can be alone to think, but it's always so hard for Hulk to think. It makes Hulk's head hurt worse than when a building falls on it, mm. and Hulk doesn't even know what Hulk is trying to think about. Uh, this is just amazing dialogue. That's some good writing for the yeah. big guy. It's yeah. it's passionate writing, in my opinion. Yeah, if someone is just like, what what is the Hulk really feeling? and at the same time what are his mental and verbal capabilities yeah and let's just get it all working together
1: it's act it's it's perfect this part's so perfect where like a page or two before they're telling us what trank means uh <laughs> now now they're just like hulk knows that he had a he's sad he knows he's sad because everyone is picking on him so he goes off to a place to think because that's what you do you go to a quiet place to think but he doesn't know what he's supposed to think about he doesn't know what he's (laughs) supposed to sit there and think about it's fucking perfect man i loved this i love this part yeah he knows
0: of the trope but
1: that's all yeah yeah exactly he He knows knows to to go to the top of a mountain
0: to reflect but he doesn't Uh, know anything further than that
1: no no he
0: doesn't it's hilarious so good then the watcher comes into the comic And says, confusing watcher shit. And then shows us the origin story of the Hulk with him and Betty Brandt and him going against Betty's father, who's the general of the army, yada, yada, yada. Now, I thought this was pretty cool when I thought about it. Okay. At first I was like, well, why? Why more origin stuff? But then, you know, I know the origin of the Hulk because it was the first comic book that I read as a kid, but I bet you back in 77, there's a lot of people out there who do not know the Hulk. They don't know his, his origin story. Um, and I think that was cool that they actually give you that origin story. So, you know, even if you're, if you're not a reader of the Hulk, but you're really interested in what if this helps you understand his character. So, uh, while it was a bit boring for me, I think it was really a really good idea to include And like back when, when I'm reading comics, like, you know, maybe mid-80s, the only thing that was available to me was, like, our corner store, which had one spinny rack yeah. of comics. So what I'm able to read is whatever they decide to order, right? And they didn't order the Hulk very often. I think I got that randomly from somewhere else, but I I would read the comics that they had. So I was kind of at their mercy. It wasn't until much later that... I realized, you know, there's an actual comic book store. And when I was old enough to go there on my own, you know, that was like the walls were being knocked over and this whole new world opened up. And then you can pick and choose what you want to do. You can follow, you know, ongoing stories. You can get back issues. But when you're going to the corner store and the spinny rack, you're just like, you're grabbing whatever you can. You're getting covers. You're hoping that they... You know, they re-up the next month with the next issue, but often they wouldn't. So it's a crap it's a crapshoot. So um uh to to bring that all back, I just really like that they had the origin in here.
1: I totally agree. When I was reading it, I was like, What is this? Wasted pages right now? Why are you telling me the origin story again? I don't need this. Um, but I forgot that these issues are so dense, you know? So they're wasting, like, or not wasting, they're spending two to three pages on doing that, but these issues are so dense that by the time I get to the end, that's such a small part of the story is retelling this origin, and it works to make sure that the whole issue is just like standalone on its own. You can just pick up that issue and get the entire thing without having to have that past knowledge. So yeah, when I got to the end, when I kind of got through it, I was like, oh, this this definitely needs to be here. That was the right choice. Just kind of forgot how long they were, and I think it's something they used to do. I, I like from reading old Batman issues, they used to just put the. Two pages of his origin at the beginning, just so like you knew, just so if you were just jumping into it, boom, they're just going to tell you the origin again. They just copy and paste whatever they had the same two pages, just so you're caught up of who Batman is. Um, So I, I, I did like it. I While I was reading it, I thought maybe a little bit of a waste of time. And then as soon as I got into like, oh, yeah, these stories are so dense. This is fine. Like they just they're setting it up here. But this is there's going to be a lot more to tell.
0: Yeah. And in this case, they actually tie it all back together at yeah. the end. Like it, uh, yeah, exactly. They, they, they almost needed the origin story to tie it in at the end. So it worked exactly. really well. Yeah. So the Watcher sets everything in motion here by saying, What if only the body of Bruce Banner had been affected by gamma rays? What if his mind had remained whole? So the origin story happens again. But this time, Hulk has the brain of Banner. And news travels fast about that, and the Gargoyle wants to control the Hulk for himself. Mm, yeah. The lesser-known Hulk enemy, Gargoyle.
1: Yeah. Straight up, don't think I know this
0: one. <laughs> um, I barely know him. Like he, I don't he's, think I know the Gargoyle. He's in the first issue of the Hulk. Okay. Um, he is a bit of a reoccurring character, but... Yeah. The uh, side note: Gargoyle has a supervillain son named Gremlin. Oh, cool! So it runs. Like it. it runs in the family, right? <laughs> now, I mean, for me, Gargoyle just looks like the leader. Like I just I pictured the leader and yeah. I think Gargoyle. Yeah, but they're yeah, different. Yeah, for sure. They're different. Yeah. So Gargoyle comes for the Hulk. Actually, I should clarify that in case anybody looks up what Gargoyle looks like the original version of Gargoyle looks like the leader with like the enlarged head. Uh, Marvel has actually updated Gargoyle several times and in his latest like configuration, he looks pretty cool. Okay, cool. So Gargoyle comes for Hulk. He has a a little pellet gun that will bend your will and it doesn't work on the Hulk though. It can't penetrate his skin. So Gargoyle starts crying. (laughs) Great. I was kind of let down here. I'm like okay, <laughs> big supervillain, flying all the way from uh, Russia to America to fight Hulk, and then he he's whimpering and crying, and I just I expected <laughs> a bit more out of him.
1: It's the new origin though, Tim. That's what happens if if Bruce Vanner can keep his his wits about him, then uh, Gargoyles going to be crying. He's going to be crying home.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I liked I did like the immediate just like uh, like dehorning of this villain, just like the big villain (laughs) I thought was going to be part of this story shows up and (laughs) tries one thing. And then it's like, ah, shit (laughs) and starts crying. Uh, it, it just like threw me where I didn't think we were going. So I, I was, I was on board.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hulk consoles him and convinces him to change his life, to focus on doing good. So that is an actual theme in the Hulk comic, um, yeah, you know, stretched out across more than one issue, but um, I think Hulk ends up slowly helping Gargoyle like not be so nice. evil, yeah,
1: nice. Also, I said D Horn, I think I, I think the phrase is Defang.
0: Uh, I don't know, uh, D okay. Horn sounded just fine maybe, to me,
1: maybe also the same. Okay, two pointy things, I think it's Defang though. Anyways, what about Declaw? Oh, it's that too. That's one too. Well,
0: yeah, so there's just any there's pointy things be... that
1: animals can have taking them away. yeah now gargoyles have claws and horns not that, so not this should... one
0: well th- the first version of this one didn't. Yeah. It was just like a little man with a big no. head, yeah, but then it they m- like morph him into an actual gargoyle,
1: okay, with like cool so, uh, cool
0: complementary colors and all that shit. so
1: uh, they dehorn him. they stick they, with
0: it. they horn him, in fact they horn... they no, horn I know. him.
1: Yeah, and fang fang him, now. and claw yeah. him. Actually, I think. Okay, they give him.
0: They give him everything. Yeah. Now this is neat. We see that Banner is Banner during the day, but at night he turns to the Hulk. Yeah, thought that was pretty inventive.
1: For sure. Yeah. Even, I liked the uh, the change of not just the anger that does it because he's, he's got not he's not like, angry
0: anymore. That's the thing. He has no angry. anger.
1: Yeah, he's got his like brain. You know, so he's, he's not just getting, I mean, the Hulk comes out when he's frustrated and it's kind of like that. You're not making good decisions when you're angry, you know, that's when the Hulk comes out, but that's not a thing anymore because he, he hasn't sort of lost his wits about him when he's the Hulk. So I like the, yeah, I like the, uh, daytime, nighttime thing. Cool. Cool switch here.
0: Daytime, nighttime. Do you know this song? No, it's another
1: thing. And and
0: you're mine. That sounds good, Don't live it. daytime. And then repeat, rinse and repeat. That's about all you need out of that. I like it. Damn it, I can't remember who that is. My brain is so full of, of music that I just, I've lost the ability to recall bands and song yeah.
1: names for the most part. They're just all
0: squished together. I'm pretty sure that song is called Daytime, Nighttime, though, but okay. probably not. Now that I think about I'm sure it. There's,
1: I'm sure there's a way to find it. I'm sure there's a way to find it. Let's find it. Right now. Right now. Yeah. Let's find it. Okay. I'm derailing okay. this episode. Okay. You start with just putting in daytime <laughs> nighttime, I think. This is Day mostly daytime, because
0: song. I probably won't be able to finish the episode unless I
1: know for myself what this is. Right. Okay. You'll just be thinking about it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I know it's an old sixties song, probably from a Canadian band, I think. Uh okay, oh, here we go. Okay. Daytime yep. nighttime by Keith Hampshire. V- wow. Very nice. Maybe wow. Well, uh, maybe we'll drop a little bit in right here so people don't think I'm fucking bananas. Daytime, nighttime. Anything I say any
1: time of day I mean, right? Worth interrupting the episode for. Okay, so I've never heard that song before (laughs) in my life, and that is so my shit. That is so my taste in music. I am going to be downloading it immediately after this and listening to it on repeat all week, I think. It's really good. It's a real banging
0: track, yeah. Yeah, that
1: is really, really good, and it hits you right away. I I like that. Keith has really got his heart into this one. That's good shit.
0: Yeah. You're welcome. Now, Banner and Betty Brandt fall in love and are married. And uh, he builds a Hulk-proof house for them to live in. Nice. And she feeds Hulk his favorite meal of mixed greens, which I thought was far too on the nose and not funny at yeah, all. Yeah, a little
1: bit. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that one, whatever. Just skipping past that page as fast yeah, nice as I
0: can. Same. Then Hulk gets a call from the Fantastic Four, They've been trying to change the thing back into Ben Grimm permanently and want the Hulk's help. Now, Hulk is able to help. He helps the thing turn back into Ben Grimm permanently. And then the Fantastic Four break up forever.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Here's where it starts to get good, Tim. It's starting (laughs) to get really good at this point right now. This was a big leap, though, because I'm like, okay,
0: you know, the writing's on the wall. Like, they're going to... Turn the thing back into Ben Grimm. He's going to leave yeah. the team, and the natural thing to do is Hulk would join the team because he's basically yep. the thing. But no, the thing is gone, and then everybody's like, "We're breaking up the team. No possible way to continue without yeah. a really strong guy."
1: We can't and figure you this one can't out. Can't find another one of
0: those anywhere. <laughs>
1: You can't figure it. There's no strong guys anywhere. Yeah. Wish I knew um, some I big, this-
0: strong guys who were available <laughs> to join our team.
1: Hmm. I thought the exact same thing as you, Tim. I was like, oh, wait. Okay. So they're going to cure the thing. The Hulk's going to join the team. And then Sue Storm's going to have an affair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is going to be exactly the same as the last what
0: if issue. Yeah. Because in the last one, Spider-Man joins the team and then yeah sue storm has an affair now correct me if i'm wrong i was trying to remember what happened doesn't she die at the end of the book ooh doesn't she, i don't remember doesn't like doesn't Maybe, namor yeah. convince her to turn oh, into um yes. like a an aquatic woman but then she, like, she drowns, drowns or, or, like, or something or suffocates yeah or, or <laughs> they like yeah like jeez she tries to breathe air again and suffocates cuz yeah. she's an, an actual like aquatic woman
1: and then she dies I and think that was so. the end of that yeah. issue
0: and we were like <gasps> What? Wow. What just happened? That was
1: insane. Yeah. Spider-Man joins the team and Sue Storm dies. Hasn't a an and dies. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't a an and die. Yeah. Rough. So I thought the same thing was going to happen here because obviously I thought the Hulk would step right in there. But no, Tim, this issue no. is going to throw you for loops left and right.
0: There's so much more interesting ideas to come <laughs> other there than is. that. That's there the is. boring, I... dumb idea yeah. that everyone's looking for. And they're like, oh, no, yeah. you thought that was going to happen?
1: I legit think that the idea that they come up with ne- coming up next is just, like, really genius. Really oh, oh it is. It's, it's great. Yeah. So good.
0: Now, this was a very odd part of the book, is we see that Loki is secretly watching the Hulk and wants to use him as a weapon against Thor. Right. So yeah. I'm thinking, uh, this is awesome. I can't wait to see Hulk yeah. fight Thor, Hulk possibly fight Loki. So Loki casts an illusion... Of a bomb on a bridge. Bear bear with me, everyone. And what he's hoping for is that the Hulk is going to recklessly come in, dive on this bomb, and destroy the bridge. And then the train is going to come. It's going to cross this destroyed bridge, plummet into a canyon. All the passengers would be dead. And the Avengers would come and fight Hulk. But... What we have here is it's not the bumbling Hulk who might just throw himself at the bomb and destroy the bridge. It's Smart Hulk. He just kind of like starts walking over to it intelligently. This freaks Loki out. Loki realizes his plan is not going to work. He dispels the illusion, and then that's it. He's gone. We don't get any sort of battle with Hulk or anything. That's just the end of him. He's out of the
1: book. Yeah. So that must have been somehow how like the Avengers came together to fight, like to, to, the Hulk must've been involved somehow. Like that's, that's all I can think of here because yeah, Loki shows up, has his plan. It doesn't work and he's gone. So I think that that was sort of making me, yeah, that, that was making me think that that's what happened back. I haven't read like early Avengers stuff, so I don't know how they formed or how they came together. So I feel like that maybe that's an early issue in Avengers. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So Reed Richards calls the Hulk, and invites him to move to New York to be his partner.
1: So he does. Because, sorry, Tim, before you're here, I will say, because this event didn't happen, the Avengers never formed. That's true. Because they never came together to stop this, where this train had crashed. So that must have been a a formation of the Avengers in early comics. So now in this universe we're in, there are no Avengers because they never had to come together for this one specific thing. That's
0: correct. And important going forward. Very important, yeah. So things are going well with Hulk and Reed. And then one day, there's a knock at the door. And who comes to visit them other than Professor X himself? And yes. he wants to join the team. Yes. This is the best. Together, they create a machine called the Psychotron. And after that, they build Cerebro, a machine capable of locating superpowered beings. Now, this was cool because in the X-Men comic, Cerebro can find mutants, but they expanded here to any supernatural being, so I liked that.
1: Yeah, I love that Charles Xavier shows up and... He's like, hey, I heard there's like a little club of the smartest people in the world. I would like to join that because I am one of those. And and then later when they're working, he's like, this is so much better than starting a school, which yeah. is what I was going to do yeah. if I didn't come hang out with you cool guys. Funny. So he's hanging with the boys. He's chilling with the boys instead of starting his school. And now we have no X-Men.
0: Yeah. Now, as Cerebro is searching for superpowered beings, it detects one so powerful that it overloads. They rush to the roof of the building to see what could have caused such an overload, and towering above them and above all the buildings is the mighty Galactus, eater of planets. Galactus says he uses a sentinel named the Silver Surfer to find life sustaining worlds, but he didn't need him to find Earth because of the powerful emanations from Cerebro. Because of that, they have doomed their own world. So Banner rushes in and says it can't be their fault that the Earth is destroyed. They must do something. And in his excitement, Banner turns into the Hulk during the day. He hulks out. Say what? He hulks out. He knows he's needed. Yeah, that was cool. Hulk runs at Galactus, who says... He senses the Hulk's power is greater than anyone he's ever faced, but he's still an ant compared to Galactus. Then Professor X attacks in a special laser-shooting airship, but Galactus strikes him down. They're about to be defeated, so there's only one thing left to try. The Psychotron.
1: Yeah, and they, and they have to do this because... In the original Galactus showing up in the original run of Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four took care of them. Well, they're not around. Avengers aren't around. X-Men aren't around because Xavier just wants to chill with the boys. So there's no one to call except for these three guys. So they tried and they failed. So now they got to go to their machine that they made.
0: Yep. They turn it on. It makes an impossible sound. Purple smoke comes out. Something stirs. When the smoke clears, we see a new being. The Psychotron has allowed Reed Richards, Bruce Banner, and Charles Xavier to link up their powerful brains. The three men no longer exist. What exists is the living embodiment of the unknown. That's cool. Wow. It is the X-Man. Yep. The X-Man stands 12 feet tall, is bald, is glowing gold, and wearing a red Speedo. (laughs) Now, Ben Grimm walks in on the X-Man and is like, what the fuck is going on in here? And the yeah. X-Man smashes him. I know. I was startled by that.
1: I was very startled. Um, I guess they have to show us that now the X-Man doesn't really have control. Like, yeah. if this is just as a new being. This isn't either one of them. It's a combination. And it does not just think of good and bad. It just does its duty of what it's supposed to do. And Ben Grimm was in the way.
0: Yeah. Now, Galactus has weirdly made himself um, small, very small.
1: Yeah. He's like not much larger
0: than the X-Men.
1: I, didn't, I know. I didn't get were they this. trying to show. Yeah, I know me neither. I thought they were trying to show the X-Men being big. No, because but... they were
0: on top of a roof.
1: Yeah. I don't, Galactus don't know. Galactus just going made on himself here. really small yeah. for some reason. I think they. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah.
0: I guess what they go on to do is they engage in like mental battle. Yeah. So I guess Galactus yeah. didn't need to be a giant, but.
1: Right, Yeah. He wants to look him in the eye for the mental battle. Yeah,
0: exactly. He wants to crush him down on his own level.
1: Yeah, it's a staring
0: contest, basically. Basically. Galactus says, unbelievable. Your mental force coming at me in vast invisible waves is nearly the equal of my own. Never in countless worlds have I encountered such a threat. The mental battle continues until Galactus breaks and says, no, I cannot go on. It would take months perhaps years to defeat you in this way, and by then I would have depleted my energy to stand at the mercy of Earth's inhabitants. No, I mustn't. I mustn't go on. Galactus just puts like the back of his hand on his forehead. I mustn't go on. Oh, yeah, he's being very uh, dramatic here. I, I mustn't deplete all my energy. I can't. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I, I must go. I, I could easily defeat you, but I, I must not. I, I must go another time, perhaps, but for now, I leave. <laughs> oh, look at the time, it's almost <laughs> oh, lunch, yeah, right yeah.
1: I must go, yeah. I must go get lunch,
0: yes, mother, yes, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> you're so lucky, x man I was about to kick your ass, coming, My mother.
1: Favorite- <laughs> One of my favorite things about Galactus is you just have to convince him to not eat your planet. You just have to convince him that, like, other planets are more tasty. Yeah. And then he leaves.
0: <laughs> so Galactus enters his ship and departs for an easier world to conquer and devour. And I didn't really know that Galactus had a ship. That was new to me.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know if I knew that either. In, in the, Tim, in this universe, he does.
0: Yes, correct. Now... Right after Galactus leaves, the X-Man topples over and the three men are back. They defeated Galactus, but quickly realize it came at a cost. You see the three men no longer have their superpowers. Ooh. Now, for the what-if clincher here, uh, if you thought everything was okay, well, hold on. Okay. Ben Grimm, smashed by the X-Man, is searched for in the rubble, but Ben is gone. He's reverted to the thing, but a much more angry thing. Damn it. (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. A thing that nobody will ever boss around again. Uh Uh-oh. He's become a brutish monster. Yeah. He's as powerful as the Hulk, but mindless and hostile to humans. Without superpowers, Richards, Banner, and Xavier can now do nothing. It is up to the army once again. And just like the beginning where the army was against the Hulk, now they are against the thing and the end.
1: It's just the same thing happening, just to a different bloke. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. But now the world's
0: worse off because there's no supers (laughs) around
1: to help stop
0: the angry thing. It's true. So, uh, I like that. I thought tale. that was really cool. I was kind of glad that yeah. Ben Grimm came back.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was, uh, because everything was going to turn out nice. And I was thinking that as it was going along, I was like, I don't think this is going to turn out nice. Cause I didn't think the other one did. And so when they're kind of wrapping everything up, I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is a good one. Nope. <laughs> they're going to hit you with the things back and he's worse than ever. Uh, great. Great. And now there's no superheroes around. Good stuff.
0: So I'm kind of thinking, like, what if kind of drops something negative at the end of all their
1: issues? I think maybe, yeah. It's like, it's their space to do that. It's yeah. their space to explore other things. And they can also end the stories, like, on, on downers <laughs> because they're allowed to. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So far, it's been about the Fantastic Four a lot with uh, yeah, true. Yeah. what happened to Sue and now what happened to Ben. But... That's fine. I'm looking forward to to seeing where they go. I hadn't read some of these earlier issues of What If? The ones I'm familiar with are kind of later in the series, Yeah, maybe in like the the 20s and 30s. So I know what goes on there and uh, some of the other characters they get into, but... uh this is fine for now. I'm enjoying it. Uh, these are a lot of fun.
1: Oh yeah, I had a, I had a ton of fun. Um, like I said, first couple of pages, I was like, ah, I don't know about this. This is getting a little. Just doing the origin again, okay. Uh, but then by the end, they're just hitting me over and over with all these things, and I think the, the Hulk not being rageful and that making a bunch of super teams not exist anymore. Just like the domino effect of all these super teams not existing. And then what do you do now when Galactus shows up? Uh, Loved it. I thought this was a great issue. Yeah. Cool.
0: All right. Everybody listening, uh, help support us here at Talking Back. Tell your friends about us. Check us out on Patreon, all that fun stuff. Check out the BFOP network. There's lots of great stuff over there. Dean, thank you for joining Thank you, Tim. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next time.